Welcome to the only podcast that shares the astronomical and mathematical positions of the heavenly bodies. This is Sky Astrology. No, not astrology. This is Sky Astrology via astronomy. Welcome to the fourth hundred and nineteen episode of Sky Astrology, where the heavenly bodies are, a podcast that I began almost five years ago. It will be five years exactly on the 1st of July. And I just wanted to give a little bit of introduction before I share uh, the wise words of the woman, Natty Flannery, who I had an interview with uh, about probably a couple of weeks ago almost, but that is being released today. And it is pertaining to me seeing the true essence of how the heavenly bodies are working and also how the gift of understanding the true positions of the heavenly bodies in the sky and my journey with stargazing and moving to Egypt and going through all the things I went through from living at the airport (laughs) part-time. I still had a studio where I could actually sleep in London, but I was, uh, I call myself a mad hatter scientist who was so passionate about making sure that when I opened my mouth about sky astrology, it wasn't borrowed or contrived or just a thought but that it was tested, that I could stand with my integrity behind this idea that I felt called to bring forth, even though in 2017, and actually I talked about Sky Astrology before, that created the name, I was the only person in my... um, group of people talking about this. There was the true sidereal um, movement, if you will. Uh, And it was also uh, the 13th sign movement, but very fringe, to be honest. Yeah, and still, you know, people are challenged to get their head around what does that actually mean because the language of Western astrology, Western astrology has put us under a spell, has absolutely put us under a spell because they use actual language to do that. I'm going to do a whole podcast on that. In any event, the reason I wanted to begin with this is because Natty had shared what she uh, thought about the moon and the earth and her journey with 
being attuned to the Western astrology moon and then waking up to sky astrology and sidereal astrology, which are two separate things. And how that's just so hydrating for me, how I am so touched and grateful for those who see me. But the kicker here is how I'm so uh I don't know how, even how to explain it bewondered you could say about the codes that I was given to share because I think what's come through with sky astrology is bigger than myself and in sky astrology we talk about doing coming into your own coming into the activities of your soul purpose which is the 10th experience not house we don't use the word house and once you come into uh, your activities of your soul purpose, you're going to meet like-minded people who speak the language you speak, who feel like soul family. And that is then the next experience, which is the 11th. And Natty has... A very powerful positioning of 14 degrees of focus. And having conversations with her, being invited to be part of her journey has been so moving for me on so many levels. And Jilly, the water priestess, who also has a 14 degree of focus, literally saved my life by gifting me the water machine. And so many to name that are coming together as I am moving through this 11th experience, meeting true soul family who are part of my life in ways that I could never phantom when I was began my journey of stargazing and in Egypt and rejecting the mainstream narrative. So I am forever grateful to Ishel, who has a 14 degrees of focus, who has changed my life. So big part of Sky Astrology. And so many more who have joined us and who also have a 14 degree Sky Astrology are really uh I like to use the word cheerleaders. So Jenny has 14 degree Sky Astrology. A 14 degree of focus and um, Sam who's recently come through also has a 14 degree of focus and yeah 
when they say it that God is a mathematician or a source or the universe for sky astrology and the people who are part of my journey it definitely is so I'm going to play this snippet that I'm talking about before the actual interview where uh, I, we begin our conversation about her journey. And I thank you all for um, taking the time to listen. <sighs> thank you and all the best. Now, here is Natty. P.S. I just noticed a couple of points in the introduction that weren't clear. So I said that I couldn't sleep in my studio during the evening because it was a commercial space. So I had to leave at 10 o'clock every day and I could go back till six, at 6 in the morning. So in the evening... I would go to the airport and it's at the airport that I started to do consultations and that I worked during the night on my computer to build some of the teachings, uh, some of the components of the teachings that everybody goes through when they sign up for a consultation. So it's a very poignant time in my life and I wouldn't change it the world it was meant to be because even though I thought I was in lack and my mother had just passed away and my father both passed away within two weeks of each other and I'm an only child and I was grieving it was because I was so focused on sky astrology that I didn't look left or right if there was another way to do things, my priority was sky astrology and other comforts, other material things weren't. And it just shows how dedicated I am to this expression and why I am so um, protective of it. Yeah, so that's the PS. <laughs> Here's Nettie organic infrastructure on how the earth and water should move within the earth if you just take a look at our human body and our heart okay and what does our heart do it it pumps it around our body okay so if we can apply that same kind of visual perception um to the earth and see how something has been placed outside of earth to control its waters when it should be earth's core with the sun Okay, there's a whole conversation here with this one as well. However, okay, um, people will always say that the moon affects them, you know, and we, we know this. I mean, it's why most people follow the moon anyway is because it, 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 people follow the moon because they wake up to how the moon affects them and then they live in cycle with the moon. Okay, done it, been there. Have all of the t-shirts and have gotten them all signed thousands of times. Um what i what i see a lot of conversations of around the moon is especially in this context of like the moon matrix and stepping out of moon work and stepping out of that 
magic work and really beginning to learn how the moon controls you particularly okay when we are in spirituality and i know i did this and i see a lot of people doing this is when i was in spirituality um, in that concept of spirituality and moon work and following the moon i would like literally use the moon as my cycle and i would look at the energetics of the moon as if it was my cycle until i found out obviously about the moon matrix and then found sky astrology um and side real astrology and um very quickly learned that the moon in essence while all of those things are true about the moon that's not feminine and all of those things i spoke about in my live yesterday and i've spoken about in my moon matrix videos okay what is also true is that it is not where we are told that it is so for example tonight or tomorrow whatever it looks like it's tonight the full moon um all i see is full moon in virgo okay um, and if if you're following the moon and you're following astrology and you can tell that that is a serious like in ireland basically all i'm seeing today is divine feminine worship of the full moon in virgo and i'm like the moon's in leo <laughs> the moon's not even in virgo it's in leo and i'm like okay what i wanted to talk about today because that is so relevant okay this is Hello, Natty. Hello, hello, hello. Lovely to see you here on this May sunny day in London. Thank you for accepting the invitation to be in uh, the series, at the very beginning series, about the journey of uh, souls who have um, moved into the sky astrology space. But first, May I invite you to introduce yourself properly because I like people to introduce themselves. <laughs> oh, God, I can't remember the last time someone asked me to introduce myself. Um, well, well I'm Natty. I'm Natty. And some would know me as a bit of a, before I found Sky Astrology anyway, a bit of a wildfire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a bit of a wildfire. I... Um, I don't really know how to introduce myself anymore you know people always ask me what do I do or and I never really know how to answer that because I'm still learning to stop doing what about your journey so far because I find it so fascinating the especially the title of <laughs> uh, pussy circle oh that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah people always do a bit of a hop when they hear um that name pussy circle um but pussy circle came through me after um i had pixie my second child and um she i remember she was nine weeks old and uh this urge just arose in my being and this knowing that i that i was to create pussy circle i i didn't know i didn't really know what it was going to be or what it was going to become um what i tried at the beginning to create was everything that i never had on my journey space with other women space to be honest space for realism space for truth space for beyond the sister wound and that you know and i remember um calling a woman that i'd never met before she was a shaman a friend of uh a sister of my friend and I rang her and asked her, did she want to go for a walk in the chat and I remember telling her that I just needed to out it and I knew she'd get it because like I mean 
pussy circle, even the word around the world, people were like, well, but in Ireland, it's a whole other level of shame. And she, I just knew I could say that to her without, you know, um, her, her, her seeing beyond it. And I remember saying to her at the time, and this is recently what has come back to me, um, is pussy circle is a movement. Mm. It is a movement. And um, what I'm really beginning to see is it's a movement of the linear process. It's that's what it is. It's a movement of the linear process in like I thought it would be a space for healing and all of that spiritual, you know, groupy kind of things. And it's really evolved. It has been that, but it's really evolved, um, really evolved over. And I'm taking a break from it just at the moment while I like reconfigure that evolution and I allow that evolution to actually anchor in and what it's meant to be to anchor in but it, inherently it's a movement it's a movement of radical self-responsibility and it's not just a movement for women anymore it is a movement um, for anybody who is ready to step into that space of radical self-responsibility who's ready to have a space to be radically self-responsible who is ready to take the reins and uh, watch other people in that lens of radical self-responsibility and emotional expression and look at themselves in the face of that rather than projecting it outwards you know because the thing is with the spaces it's really triggering um can be really triggering I found you know over the years as I've run it I've run it as a nine month long gestation um mm. the last one that I ran that was an actual nine month long process was the journey into mother what it meant to physically go through the initiation of mother um, because that's been my journey in a nutshell and it's everything really that you know my journey and my spiritual awakening as such started when I was after I became a mother um, and my whole journey has been how can I be a mother and, and I, I, I really want to stress those words beyond what the initial um the initial meaning of the means like what does it mean to be a mother a healthy mother a safe mother and not just for my children but also for myself what does it mean to not only be a mother but to be natty as a mother who is natty as a mother um and the thing is i believe you know mothers are the key it is mothers that are raising the next generation. It is mothers that are doing that everyday slog work. And I know dads are there too. And there's a lot of single dads and there's a lot of, the thing is while we can have that conversation with and around dads, whenever we do have a conversation about mother, I've just done it right there. <laughs> I've literally just done it right there. The dad has to come into it in some way or another. Um, but if we're looking at uh, at the context of spirituality and healing and um you know mother is healer and i really want to stress this beyond the physical right the physical mother is our physical opening into this but mother earth is our mother right when you know god is mother source is mother you know mother is mother is source mother is creation mother is healer and you know pussy circle is the space where we explore that and um, in all of the lenses that that can be seen in and mm -hmm. a space to go through all of those cyclical loops and those loops of eating our own tails in the mind. It is a space to go through that. It is, it is a space to, to witness other people 
go through that and I lead that space I hold that space by showing up Mm -hmm. (laughs) in it as I am for all of me and if that is really triggering it's a really you know growing is triggering when you're changing your perception it's triggering it's confronting it's um so yeah the spaces and the movement is I see a lot of lack in the realms of radical self-responsibility not so much in the lens of self-responsibility but when it comes to radical self-responsibility and for me the difference is is very very clear self-responsible I see as a physical um it's what we do in this physical reality radical self-responsibility is when you actually take that into the spirit and you have radical responsibility in the spirit realm knowing that whatever happens in the spirit realm whatever you are on a soul level in your spirit will automatically and naturally be a byproduct in the physical reality you know so so many people I just feel put so much focus on love light being all of this in the spirit in in the physical reality that we live in and they don't look up or in then they're the words that I would have to describe my my journalist astrology is that it's helped me to be clear in my looking up and my looking in um and to hold that level of do you know what I mean radical self because I do feel in spirituality and in the healing world there's a lot of bypassing of just realism and there's a lot of we're going to raise our vibration like this term like raising our vibration to live at this higher frequency that our soul lives on and for me, what I and my journey has led me through this this pathway to see that like my soul is already a high frequency being. Okay, my fr- that's that's my natural state of being is high frequency. If I wanted to stay a high frequency being, why would I come to Earth, which is <laughs> the most densest, lowest? Do you know? So why would I choose to incarnate in this way? So, um, for me in everything that I do it's about how can I see that be responsible for myself in spirit in spirituality in magic for want of better words Mm. um but how can I actually ground excuse my language but ground the fuck into what it means to be a human being in this human experience how can I share my voice along the way how can I share my experience along the way and how can I inspire other people to do the same? Because for me, it's like, I feel I have a serious, my, the, the only responsibility that I have to myself is to be how God made me, is to be how source made me, is to be how mother made me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in a nutshell, is a really long-winded way of explaining what Pussy Circle is, but it, it, it is Well, it that. is. I love it because, you know, I kind of look at everything, you know, astronomically and with knowing where the energies are as far as our um, awakening to what's actually happening in the sky and to what the program says happening in the sky, where we're in the age, as we call it, of Piscetus, where we're at the cusp of Mm -hmm. the border of pure Pisces, we could call it, and the ending of the Cetus that was dominant across the age of Aries, 
and um, the most of the age of Pisces. And, you know, in my teachings, discovering this relationship to Pisces being the yoni of the yonis and me <laughs> like seeing, looking at the sky, looking at the constellation, before I read that, seeing this uterus yeah. shape and going back to, you know, I had did before I was doing astrology, I did a post um, like digging into the word intuition and it's, you know, from the uterus. And, you know, one of my favorite German words is Muttermund, mm. mother mouth. And that's the cervix. That's, you know. And so when you, when you. And it also uh, sounds like mother wound. Well, it's it just, it just, yeah, Muttermund, Mund, M U N D. But it's the mouth. It's this, mm-hmm. it's like it, when I just, when you were talking, it's like, oh, it's like pussy circle because of how you were explaining it. And I have like this thing where I say, if zero degrees talk, I listen. And um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, because yeah, and, and, and it's so impactful to hold space for souls who have the zero degrees. So they always kind of had this um, connection. It's a gift basically. And, um, because we living in the times are more growing up in the time where people did not value um, these gifts as a normal yeah. occurrence, especially because the gift is there since you know you're born, and you know being able to see things other people can, or being able to intuitively know things other people can't that you don't also know why you know these things, <laughs> but because we are living in this imbalance of the material world compared to the non-material world, the world of spirit that is very real, but it's not physical. And so that isn't valued as much as the physical world is. And so it's great to hear, you know, this, this big part of your, life your understanding and you know we talk about grounding it in i just mm-hmm. like see you know the focus which has a lot to do with the sexual waters because mm-hmm. also with the first thing when you were talking i was thinking and i don't know i saw that again i was looking at mother you know like in the apple vinegar the one you're like oh you want the one with the mother in it or the apple juice because that's the that's where it comes yeah. from, right? Yeah. They yeah. have the mother. It makes it stronger to have yeah. the mother within the product of what it is. And that's exactly who we are. It's cellularly, mm-hmm. DNA wise, spiritually, you know. Yeah. We are our mothers, mothers. we are our grandmothers, we are, you know, the DA DNA lineage. And you know that post that you posted from that Tim guy about babies being oh yes oh you know that like totally made sense so, to me because I was like saying oh it's just yeah so explain it for me so please. um when we are pregnant 
and it doesn't matter for how long we are pregnant it is when we are pregnant. well yeah that's powerful right? so it's immediate it's immediate that our blood mixes with the baby's blood um and it's like a, a it's it's a loop of like you know what it's I mean a circle. So, yeah it's a circle right <laughs> it is that cyclical loop so basically um it's the flow of life in a nutshell. It's not even a circle. It's actually like really a flow of life of just being. And I think that's the thing that this is something that I'm really sitting in one of my inner knowings actually at the moment is this flow that we have of life that I really believe we have a misperception on of being cyclical. And I've been in that it's because uh, I've been able. Yeah. So uh, well, that, see, I was thinking, that process will be revealed in the book, I think. But I was, um, oh yeah, but I was always thinking I didn't think it was coming back. What's what I meant by yeah? See, it stays. So I like your baby's brain, like your baby cells will like stay in your brain, and your cells will stay yeah. in the baby cells forever. Right. Right. So, you, so your so no matter what, as a mother, my children's cells, every single being, physical being that I have had in my uterus will have imprinted their cells on me whether they have come out into the physical or whether they have not um yeah. so oh like wait, that's me, right so I got you so I do and also I, I also found out something really interesting that I think you might might uh, I do apologize because this may be a bit triggering for those listening especially on um but uh the sperm right we are we are we have been brought up to be taught that the sperm um, penetrates the egg that the male penetrates the female and the sperm penetrates the egg when actually um, natural order is that the pussy invites uh, invites like actually pulsing and invites how we have been taught to do that is not great uh, it's like that's a whole other program in itself but actually the pussy invites and the egg allows a sperm chooses a sperm particularly chooses a sperm and this you know so it's actually the power is in the egg and I learned recently um please don't quote me on it but like allow everyone free reign to go find this information for themselves that um in context of like physical be structure and being like what comes from the sperm is like one billionth of what comes from the egg so if we're just like really being radically honest beyond the ego and beyond our own perception based reality, that is the truth. And this has been a massive thing. Like I've, I've got a stellium in Sagittarius in the fourth house. I am truth all of the way, truth beyond my own ego. Like, and it's, the, it's really a hard space to be in is to be in the space of truth beyond the ego. But when we look at mother, right? um and a god source all variants of mother that you can possibly have physical earth you know god as mother we 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 all come from mother we are everything comes back to mother it's the source of everything and over the years that i was stuck in these healing loops and healing circles i was going through all of these wounds the father wound the abandonment wound the sister wound the brother wound um, all of these different wounds and I, and I see this so much in men's work as well than solely focusing on their father wounds because the, as the root of all their issues but if every single one of us come from a mother and every and, and then and not only that but have been in our grandmother's womb in context of our eggs forming right um you know straight back to source straight back to source the linear process and it's this is one thing I've been saying for years if we 
yes, the father wound, the brother wound, the abandonment wound, and all of these other wounds, are they important? Yes. But if you just go straight back to source, to the source of all of the, everything else, like I said earlier, it's just a natural byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. So when oh, we are going into these, mother. yeah. So when we are going into these circles of father wound or sister wound intentionally, what we are doing is we're actually, we're not going straight back to source, mm. you know, because everything is a natural byproduct of that. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is, I just feel, you know, like I said, the spiritual um, context of life isn't as dominant as the physical mm -hmm. and these concepts that we've been given you know like you mentioned ascension and um you know father wound and this and all that are kind of byproducts of us not acknowledging that the yes. source is from spirit and from the lineage and the energetics that we cannot see, but mm -hmm. are within us, you know, they are not, we're not separate from that. You know, that separation, if anything, separation is an illusion. It's clear yes. it should be more than a hashtag, you know, as really the point of knowledge of that means everything, everything is, everything mm -hmm. yeah so this is one thing like so in the context that they just say bringing it into the physical right if we were just talking mm -hmm. about this physical world that we live in because it is what we're living in right mm -hmm. you know when i became a mother this was one of my inner knowings it's always been one of my inner knowings okay it has always been one of my inner knowings is that mother is leader mother is healer mother is creator mother right and i never believed i didn't believe it and and the thing is, because I was like fighting so hard within myself, like a lot of my journey and my expression of my journey, like on Instagram, you know, that has been for myself. Every single thing that I have written there in anger, in pain, in anything, it has been ultimately that that feeling has been for me first and foremost at me. Um, because the fight that I have had to honor that within myself and my own family structure um to be allow myself to bloody receive it has been an, an, another thing like for me the most radical act that we can do if we want to talk about saving the children we want to talk about um right saving the children uh poverty anything right we could just talk we could talk about anything healing right mm -hmm. if you want to heal the world feed a fucking mother if you do anything today to anybody that's listening, please make a plate of food for a mother that you know without her having to do anything for it. Simply for the fact that she is mothering the next generation, that she is the one actually doing the physical work of raising the next generation, you know? And the thing is, again, I, I, I will do it again because I do and everybody does is let's bring the dads into the conversation because we can't even, let's just know that we can't even have the conversation of mother alone without having this conversation which says something in itself but mm -hmm. let's bring it there is a difference between mothering and fathering inherently beyond the physical they are the same thing in the physical they're actually inherently the same thing however men have not carried children with their physical bodies they have not had their pelvis literally split into to birth a human being <laughs> there is a difference <laughs> and that and, and I'm, it that's not me being a lot of people see that as me being very whatever they see it as 
I, what do you mean? I, call it what it is, Natty. Yeah, but this thing, I'm just going to call it for what it is because yeah. it is the truth. And it's like, we actually really seriously need to acknowledge this in as the truth and yeah. to, to get over this masculine, bruised ego of what about me? And it's like, well, actually, the what about you wouldn't even be an issue if we fed fucking mothers <laughs> because the mothers would then be looking after everybody would actually have the support because like unsupported mothers cannot support other people and 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 mothers are here to, yes we are the leaders of the family and yes we can talk about the masculine is the leader but what does he lead off where does the masculine lead from he has to be able to be open and listen to the feminine's feelings and that's how he leads that's where he bases his actions on what the feminine is feeling so what mother is feeling the mother has to be supported enough and in tune enough to be able to hear and listen to what she's feeling which so there's we can say mother's leader and the masculine's the leader but they both lead in different ways it's it's a it's teamwork well, yeah. yeah, you know, when I did the research for like, you know, all the time you have like the mid heaven and the IC and the top of the sky, the zenith and the, the nadar, the bottom, the base of the sky. And I just went back, you know, you always think, oh, I know MC, MC. But when I went and researched deep into it, I was finding a Polynesian and African Real um expressions of source mm-hmm. and as masculine and feminine mm-hmm. which was interesting and i think it was hawaiian it was like the name for mother was papa yeah that's just so and so when we take you know heed of you know as i did you know going back and finding that that's why I say, you know, the programming, programming is coming in so strong. It's kind of a nice way, actually, to say what has happened with taking the attention away mm-hmm. from mother, which is, like you say, the source. And it's one because it does contain the father. Yeah. There's no, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Um, but because we live in this project non-physically mentality yeah right that we have to separate everything mm-hmm. yeah and it, it, but here it's divide and conquer it's literally yeah. the whole essence of essence of divide and conquer you go straight back to source and you you like and and splitting it like like a 90 10 as well in that way and then mm-hmm. putting more emphasis on the 10 and completely ignoring the 90 what a great way to fuck a fucking world up right <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean like and so the thing is is like you know if we can acknowledge the 10 and acknowledge its presence because it's very much needed and, and the 90 can't exist without the 10 as 100 okay yeah it has to right? be a whole yeah. right it's yeah. coming back together right? yeah well if we could actually just put the 90 on the 90 instead of the 100 on the 10 then maybe we could actually get somewhere you know so this is for me my journey has been this like whole bringing of truth to it and you know the very first session that me and you had so I observed the year before I we had that session so that was in December just gone Okay, so tell me how you came across Sky Astrology. Right. So I I was in Pussy Circle. I used to do full and new moon, every full and new moon, we do new moon circles and all of the things. And then I, it's a really long story about the serpents, but I was mad into the serpent. 
and I've shared a bit about that on my Instagram if you want to go check it out I was running around Ireland taking the snakes back um and I was really into um the embodiment of the serpent and what that meant and that led me to a few the snake bear 13 signs and I had a don't fucking know where I saw it but then I went looking for astrologers and I found you and I found another couple of astrologers and um Jilly it was Jilly where I found Fucus ah the water priestess like yes I was watching one of her that was exactly it that was how she's such a big promoter of um, and she has 14 degree of Fucus as well if I'm right so yeah I told you yeah. yeah and she's also on that page that I wanted to invite you to be on on my website where just highlighting people's oh, um, YouTube page. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. the women on there have, including Jilly, have 14 degrees of focus. Oh, that's it, hilarious. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it, it is a powerful point in the sky, you know, these numbers, these degrees yeah. are just a way of um, direction for us to look in the sky measuring tool right to look I remember yeah I remember looking at um looking at your your page and being really fucking confused because it's literally like looking at a whole other language like that's literally but I I felt it you know so I stayed there and um there was another astrologer that I was following for a while um and she was working with Cybriel Nicole Nicole Dean Nicole Dean Annabelle and she honestly really fucking inspired me to feel right and I you know I am a feeler I'm I'm a 5-1 emotional manifester by human design so I, I am I'm a feeler <laughs> I'm here for all the feelings and you know when I found Nicole the way that she spoke I never understood a fucking word she was saying I just have to read her post like four or five times but at the time what was really calling me was to really feel into the energy of each sign. So what I did was I made a commitment to myself at the time because I'd been, you know, using the tools of astrology and human design to define me rather than I was, I was like using the tools, how I was using the tool, what I noticed when I realized that, that, you know, how I first found, found out was that the moon wasn't in the right sign. That was, and because I was doing moon work, that's how I entered into it and how did that make you feel oh the grief was sick and this is the thing why I think a lot of people don't want to actually acknowledge this truth is because the grief was fucking sick it it, to to look back on myself about how much I thought I knew and how much I had been giving of myself to a fucking rock in the sky by through rituals and through blood magic and you know like I have quite a journey with the moon emotionally as well like a real serious journey with the moon emotionally and um, because the moon is the core if we're talking about the mother wound okay and we're going to bring it into physical structure mm-hmm. if there's if there is any physical structure there that actually like you can put as the mother wound it's the moon it harnesses all of our feminine energy and we feed it in spirituality the the moon work and moon magic and spirituality is actually terrifying and how people and, and I was the biggest person to do this. So no judgment. And I understand the level of grief that and, and confrontation that this brings, this level of truth. But uh, in giving all of my, like 
people think that the moon represents grandmother moon, the feminine, right? When, because we come from the darkness of the womb. This is what I hear people say all the time because we come from the darkness of the womb. But if we're looking at mother, right? And we are looking at grandmother moon, mother, mm-hmm. okay? The, where's the creation? Where's the life force? Where's the water? Where is it? Why, why, why do we have all of these conspiracy theories? And I knew this conspiracy theory for 10 years. I knew this for 10 years and I still work with the moon anyway. This is how strong its power is that I still worked with it, knowing that it was a rock in the sky. And there's nothing feminine. If we're going to worship something as feminine, we could at least open our eyes to the absolute lack of feminine characteristics that are actually there. Um, <laughs> right. And know. even the light and the light that it reflects. See, the thing, the thing is, like, if we're going to really bring it back to realism, when we begin to ask the same questions about spirituality and the actions that we're taking off these spiritual teachings, when we begin to ask the same questions about spirituality that led us to spirituality, we begin to see the walking, talking contradiction that it is. And that also then hits on something that me and you said earlier on. You asked me, what was that question you asked me earlier on? And I said about the contradiction. Oh, I don't remember. Mercury. You asked me our astrology about people. Um, oh, what was it you said uh, about my journey with astrology? Or you said something about people in astrology. And I said, yeah, they tell you what to do. Um, oh, you said you, a brilliant quote. You said... We were talking, yes, I right. We were talking about, okay, fact is, hello, Mercury is retrograde, but you were born when Mercury was retrograde. Yes, correct. Of course, everybody, like the moon story you were in the middle of explaining, everybody's been programmed. You know, it's like an agenda. Yes. It's just so crazy, you know, Mercury retrograde, it's such a thing. You now you you know when a thing's a thing, it, it shouldn't be a thing. No, it shouldn't should be a thing. <laughs> And, and um, you know, we were, you said that, you know, we go away. So Sky Astrology isn't, is not coming from a place where we're psychics and, you know, can tell you the future. The future. That right? was it. They said, were the words. Yeah. Looking for the future, telling you what is happening. Fortune and- telling and while also telling you what to do is really contradictory. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're like telling the fortune, tell, like trying to be like, hey, this is your fortune for this Mercury retrograde. Do this. And it's like, that's so contradictory. And this is the thing when you begin to really look at the contradictory teachings. So one of those teachings being unity and um, unity being the balance of masculine and feminine energies. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that's contradictory because unity is not unity is a unified thing, not a balanced so surely unity is the transcendence mm-hmm. of polarity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right so it's just when you begin to just break the, down these constructs of i really believe that the spiritual matrix is far more complex and far more um intertwined than the physical one and so many people are caught up in this physical matrix of you know trying to leave the physical matrix when realizing well all of the matrixes begin in the spirit realm because that's where home is. So if you just go and detach from the spiritual matrix, then you will detach from all of the matrix. That's how you be a sovereign. So many people out here shouting and screaming in the physical world in so many different ways to try mm-hmm. and become sovereign and detach from this physical matrix when, that we find ourselves in and then go to the spirit realm because they think that's sovereign and that's free without realizing by actually doing that, we're feeding it more. Well, the thing is, I... I- 
I became connected to spirit or whatever you want to call it. The key word, the, you know, the motto of sky astrology mm-hmm. and any astrology that is detaching from the Western construct, yeah. the artificial constellations as the astro, one of the astro twins called it in an interview is look up, look up, look up to sun gazing, look up to stargazing, balance. That's why I call balance because we are having this earth experience. We see the, the constructs around us every day in and out being, you know, the structure of our existence here. But when we look up, it gives us a bigger perspective, a different one. Like how many, I followed astrology for 30 years, Western, and never really looked up. Yeah, I know. And also, can I say as well that when we are looking up, we are not rising up. No, and that's it. We are grounded into reality, right? Into the denseness, and we are using our eyes. Well, we are our whole being trying to go bridge. With the and I think that's why we can see. That's why we can see is because you. This is the thing in 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 a lot of the spiritual teachings. A lot you're trying to raise your vibration while also grounding. Like there's another contradiction for you. I do say this funny because I know there's you know the language is so. Uh, powerful the the evolving language is such an issue now because I you know when you just say that and it's like oh god I know I like I didn't even know anything ascension and raising the vibration so when I I say a lot of times you know keep your vibrations high it's keep them out of fear because there's certain emotions that have a frequency and think, yeah. live in this and it's perpetuated that we're living in lack. I mean, that goes back to, in a way, like talking the same language. The mother thing where I'm teaching the students now, when you have a client, the first thing we're like rebirthing you, you are abundant. You are not yeah. lack. You have everything. And the system, and when we come in, as soon as you're born, they want to give you this and give you that and shots and everything. Like, you need it, but you don't need it. Like, give you a little tip for the the fear thing, though, because, like, I have to say fear is my jam. I've got this real freaky psychic ability to be able to feel other people's fear. I can feel where they're holding it in their body, what it's settled as, like, whether it's a shape or, you know what I mean, a free movement or whatever. And it, it... I've had some really freaky experiences mm-hmm. um, in, in that space. But what I found really, really helpful for, for people is actually instead of like raising the vibration out of fear, because you're right in context, that fear vibration, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, I did that for so long and I found myself still going around in the same loops and still having the same eating my own tails in response to it. So what I did and what I actually recommend, because you're talking about birth here, because you're literally birthing into someone new. So when I'm working with pregnancy clients um, and I'm holding space for a woman to prepare for that birth portal, I get make her get like a little small, like A5, nice little book that she can carry around with her everywhere and write the fear down. And if she doesn't have the book, have a note, um, a note specifically in your phone, you know, in the app section, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
and have it one specific for your fears, right? And every single time you're afraid, write it down. Every single time, acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. Because by acknowledging it, you are already transcending it. Mm-hmm. By getting it out and allowing it out, you are you are giving it a voice and you are no longer silencing those those voices. And the thing is as well, by looking at your human design, will I as an individual for every single person, everybody feels fear differently, everybody processes fear differently. And one thing I've thought in my journey, right? My whole way of my journey is that we all feel the same. It's the one thing we have in common is that we all feel the same. But as I've been exploring the tools of human design outside of the lens to of allowing it to define me and actually looking at it for like what it really is, the the real great tools to be able to understand how we feel fear and how we process fear and how we feel and how we process, right? Because some people like me are emotionally defined. And that means I experience emotions in waves. Okay. Some people are not emotionally defined. And that means they experience emotions by amplifying other people's emotions. So, right. Um, Some people have an open spleen like me. So my spleen is open, which means I've got this crazy kickback kick-ass psychic gift to be able to feel and amplify other people's fear um so it's a gift or not depending on how I'm using it um so like really human design in context of how we're mechanically built in context of fear is your spleen center and each gate of the spleen that you have defined is a different fear that you have so for me I've got gate 48 defined in an undefined spleen so basically when I feel fear, it's normally an amplification of everybody else's fear, okay? But it will be filtered through my lens of my 48th gate of inadequacy. So I am always, when I feel fear, most of the time, if I am feeling inadequate, the inadequate part is my fear, is mine. But whatever else is present in the fear is not mine. So before I knew this, I would be enveloped in everybody's fear and I would allow it to weigh me down and to, to, to drown me. But going through the birth process, I had to take radical self-responsibility for how I felt fear, for understanding my fear, for forming a relationship with my fear so that when my fear became present, I could walk through it. Rather than rise above it, I could walk through it. And they're really subtle differences, but that's the, they're the differences of the radical self-responsibility that I was talking about in context of self-responsibility. So I just, I really wanted to put that in there. Sorry. Yeah, no, well, you know, it it is um, interesting that you did because I have to respond because I am, you know, I'm in this position with human design where number one, my first thing is- I'm so glad you're bringing this up. I already know what you're going to say. Language. Yeah, because because it's an opportunity for me to have a proper comfort. Like, well, I've been dying to have a conversation. I know already know what conversation you want to have. I've been <laughs> dying to have this conversation with so, somebody. So please bring it, bring it. So okay, so first things first. I know that the fact that I had my first uh, astrology. Um, conversation consultation at 19 from the new york astrologer and she was saying things that was like wow telling the future right you're gonna do this and then and everything and then i would go to her every year and i was living in europe at age 21 and every time i go home i would go to see her over like 10 10 year period or longer in any case that helped me, I believe, not be so um, focused and, 
on the earth matrix, the earth plane, because I had this dialogue of the moon is there and the sun and Mars, you know, that just to have that in my awareness at 19, even if it wasn't the true astronomical positions, if it was um, posing mm-hmm. as it in that book of ephemeris with just numbers, it gave me another e- a, a way of navigating this life that I have. Um, and yeah. I'm thankful for that, super thankful for that, because especially being born in America, you know, the whole programming, like when I look back at all the stuff from my childhood, all that programming was like, oh, you know, causing me to do this, saying that. And, you know, the movies, everything is the program. It's just crazy. I can relate to this so much. I know. (laughs) So then I, you know, came to being wondering, oh, well, like I left astrology once I found out it wasn't correct for three years. And it wasn't just, it was thanks to this, this, um, this journey I had in the highlands of Scotland, I call it a journey because I, I was saying, oh, I'm changing, you know, I did change my, my approach to life based on acting, trying to act or, you know, putting that in my, um, my, my agenda for my life to change my life by not making decisions out of fear, but out of love. And my mother, like that's so much, mentality was the i mean i think so part of my upbringing was making decisions out of fear and when i decided fear of not having enough fear of doing this fear of you know showing being my parents making my parents proud like the whole thing was fear driven and so then when i changed and like as you do woke up 2012 or whatever or coming up to that and realizing that I needed to change and that it was actually simple. It's like, oh, you know, if you don't know what to do, just make the decision based on love. Just make the decision based on love. And it's something that is takes practice. Oh, to massive get practice. Out of the automatic <laughs> respond to that. And then we came to the bit where I was then reconnected with biodynamic farming and in in Scotland and these wonderful people. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe there is something practical about it. But what I say that to say, the reason I say that is because I'm super skeptical of anything that I haven't researched, seen, and, you know, I'm not going to jump on the next bandwagon you know, and don't one or, you know, this, this, you know, oh yeah, that's right. Because you know, the probably. thing is as well, you're right as well. But the thing is like, if we're going to look at human design with radical honesty, it is also based off Hello. astrology. I haven't it's done also it. based off, right? It's based on the yeah. tropical mathematics, yeah. right? And yeah. what, well, that was, the, that's like, well, for me. You can't talk about no this go. in the human design like, community. That's, that's a no-go <laughs> for me. Because yeah. I've been, so much time in in the western program and then these three years detaching from the western program and then since 2016 building sky astrology and going back to looking up going back to stargazing literally going back to living a 24 
seven experience of sun and moon dance where they're positioning because we call this guy strongly the measuring moon because that's what it is measuring the energetics of the sun that's when you see oh measuring cup ah that's that much of the sun is interacting Mm -hmm. with us right so when people it's so funny because so many people now and even the language and even in my last interview the the astrologer that's going to study to be a sky astrologer is also practice in human design yeah. and she was saying you know the language it's like now it's i'm a this i'm a that and that's one thing that yeah. i found that i don't i don't promote or i don't support in sky astrology because only because it's limiting i told it's so they, limiting and they the, teaching the language like you said yeah. the language is paramount and the thing is as well like it's like the the thing is what is taken so seriously like you were talking about the i am okay the i am now i use those words right because it's for ease of understanding i have been in this space where i used human design so my chart was actually wrong my birth time was 12 hours out and i didn't know my birth time until i spent this one year feeling astrology rather than I'm feeling energy I didn't find out like my birth time was 12 hours out so I basically what you have seen my chart was was upside down right so all of my Sagittarius well it was actually Capricorn right was in the 10th house so I was allowing that to define my energy and I was putting all of that Capricorn energy say, and it works it works. Right? it works it, it works it does it works because it, I fucking believed it for two years like I, I believed it for two years and my, right. my human design chart was like as a projector right mm-hmm. so my human design chart only changed like five percent but that five percent was the key energetics of how my energy flowed and I had got to a point where I was like I actually messaged a friend of mine being like human design there, there there's this is bullshit I was like, because this is not working. This is not me. This is blah, 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 blah. Right. And then I found out obviously my birth time is 12 hours out. So what I have done with the tool of human design specifically is I have allowed it to teach me how I am mechanically built as a human in context of how I feel really. And, and, and in context of energetics, it's just how I am mechanically built while having the radical self-responsibility to know that that in no way fucking defines me that's my matrix self so that's how i look at the lens of human design and i really wanted to have this conversation with somebody about human design and let's bring a level of truth to it because that's what it is it is you your matrix physical matrix mechanical self that you have to go through you know so that was just i was only saying it for like if somebody who is listening wants to explore their fears it is a way that you can understand how you are mechanically built but by no means it fucking doesn't define you at all yeah like at all. a lot of people defining themselves oh they file define themselves and label themselves and but that's it but see, i think that is i actually changed my i really think it's a program because i do feel with well like you know heads up what is actually happening in the BC before COVID, <laughs> COVID, and A C. Hopefully, after COVID, <laughs> that we are like at this amazing time in the age of Cetus mm-hmm. and Pisces, where we are 
birthing, crowning even, this shift. And when you crown the shift, everything comes to the top. Everything's on Mm -hmm. the table to be picked apart and looked at for what it is. And that's a great time to be here in this little lifespan that we have in the thousands of years of time to be here now. And what was a thought or an idea from what spirit means, like I was always skeptical, really, until this year. And my mother, Edward Casey's birthday, she, when I went to see the astrologer, first time that she paid for my birthday present, and she came by, she said, I could have told you that. And my mother always had this extra sense that she didn't like. And she always would, you know, try to get rid of it by having a drink after work, you know, because she didn't (laughs) want to know. Um, And but the fact is that when we looked at we had the zero degree workshop and Neptune workshop with Michelle Dream Space, who's uh, one of our um, oldest community members. And I had to make this Neptune almanac and I looked back at um, what was happening when Neptune went zero degrees last April and chart, you know, tracked it down on my phone and notes to a phenomena of what my mother did a month, no, not even a week after she died, where she came back in a dream of somebody and was talking red and April. And that's all like, that's all what she got from the dream. This is like a cousin, she's like 20 something. And I was like, you know, what is that about? You know, I didn't like really believe it to be honest. Yeah. I, and the only part of me that I believed was because I said to my mother, do not come back to me. I don't, <laughs> don't come back to me. <laughs> so like, she didn't come back to me. She came to somebody else and they're like, why is she gonna come back to me? <laughs> but it's like, so this thing is like, I could have thought Red Sea, we're living on the Red Sea, April, you know, I don't know what that is. And that was in 2018. And so sitting here this year, looking back and telling everybody. So the, my kind of thing is every time I tell somebody else to do something or I do something for somebody else, it you have to do right it back to me, yeah, right? Same. And I'm like, <laughs> for everybody. Then I'm like, okay, let me look at mine. And on that day, the connection to this red came that changed my life. And I thought, well, whoa, what is this? So I started researching. Last time Neptune was in Pisces, there was this awareness of spiritualism. People started doing seances because people, a lot of times, you know, the fact is that religion has held the keys to Mm -hmm. the information that would prove true energetics that are omnipresent that cannot be seen with our physical mm-hmm. you know eyes yep. and faculties by looking at this and then what are all that happened in the dream 
um, workshop, which we have a lab for now because it just kept rolling, 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 rolling like crazy things. And we're at the beginning of this phase that didn't happen for 166 years. That's happening that will not be part of our lifetime now because it takes Neptune that long to come back to that part of the sky. Mm -hmm. And what's so powerful as well is to be clear about where Neptune is, you know, in this space and using that awareness. And it's so, you know, powerful because it is connected to the Pisces, to the uterus space, to yeah. the space, and also to what you would say, the, the, the invisible, the spirit, the yeah. breath. And going back to etymology, what does actually spirit mean? It's the breath. It's the breath that comes that you start breathing when mm -hmm. you stop breathing water. And it's the breath that leaves you that I felt past me when my mother passed. Yeah. Right. That for me is spirit. Yeah. And so to I'm I would rather be the proponent to say, OK, I'm going to be here in this space with spirit. And, you know, they don't call me cloud at for nothing. It's a hey. <laughs> Ahead in the cloud. Because if I'm going to be that person, yes. be the weight a little bit over in the invisible, that's what I'm going to be, mm. right? Because I'm balancing all the heavy yes. stuff yes. that we're going through here. I'm like the other weight kind of holding the bit. <laughs> on this side so there's still a process going on i know exactly what you bloody well mean and it's mad that you're talking about only like believing it recently yourself as well like because it wasn't until our first session i think we started speaking about this and then we went off on about trail it wasn't until our first session that i actually really began to believe anything of myself i had done a um uh philosophia at philosophia um is a woman Sophia who did she's shaman and she did a soul retrieval around Libra uh that that Libra going into um or no was it Scorpio going into a fucus no that can't anyway, be both I don't know when it was it was just before just before our session so it was around that uh somewhere between Libra Scorpio fucusy time ish at the end of last year Oh, you what, what here? So oh, I had done this yeah. soul retrieval, right? I'd done this soul retrieval and I uh, my intention with it was trusting myself. And after I'd come out of that soul retrieval, that was when I booked our session, mm -hmm. that first session. So when I had began following you and this other astrologer, Nicole, Nicole really brought a, a depth of feeling to uh, her expression and she was expressing what she felt in context of the energies that the signs were bringing and I made that commitment to myself to to feel for a year and to allow myself to to not to just observe and spend a whole year just observing the energies and what I was feeling and what I was experiencing and what was happening I and love that part that, of that was when I you know that was when I I, I believe well, I can't remember when I found out I'm six months in so it was six months after that then that I found out that my chart was actually wrong oh like the, was the time that year yeah mm -hmm. yeah so um i'd got my chart my proper chart i think it was around september and then i'd had the soul retrieval and then it was like okay no this is 
you know, I, I booked this session with you and I took my time doing the ABCs. I took my, I really took my time because, um, and then I remember the very first question that you fucking asked me, the very first question that you asked me was, and just in your lovely little smile, you, you know, like <laughs> usual chirpy self, you're like, so what's it like to have all of these inner knowings and not trust them? And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> what the fuck and she's like and then you were just going on about the zero degrees and all I was just I was caught on this question of what is it like to have all of these inner knowings and not trust them and I, I, I had hard man really fucking hard man what the fuck how do you know about all my inner knowings that I don't trust <laughs> you know and that was for me like that call was so and I remember you saying and you actually did a, talked a little bit about me and what I was doing at the time on the Christmas Day podcast and I remember you saying it was the most one of the most peculiar first sessions you've ever had and I have to say it's quite a peculiar <laughs> session for me too <laughs> because you know I've always known that I have something special inside that I have a gift and mm. um I've gone through believing that to seeing that as really egotistical and, and everything else in between mm -hmm. um, and, and not believing it and not trusting it and not trusting myself. And, you know, I've waffled on about trusting myself so much over the years and got to various spaces where I thought I trusted myself, mm -hmm. but it really was not until you asked me that question where I had to be like, oh shit, I actually don't. And, you know, the last couple of months since since December, that first session, we had our second session. Um, recently. Recently, it was, was it literally just when Mercury went retrograde? I messaged you. It was a great week because she's like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, we need to talk. And yeah, I think it was, well, I know it was the beginning of May. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was just really profound to, you know, allow that time between the first session to the second session because that was what, five months? Yeah, um, I love it. Good expires because it's a lot of information to process. Yeah. Authentic. You know, we one thing I have to say about the matrix or the life we live and the life we're living and and how the programs are running is that we're always moving, trying to speed up. Yeah. Right. And when we slow down, we mm -hmm. kept so much more information like Mercury retrograde, mm -hmm. like any retrograde. Um, heavenly body, uh, I always say, we don't know what's going on. I mean, they say it's because it's not really slow. I mean, the fact is I have seen when I was watching Jupiter not move during the retrograde. And I, when I saw watch Jupiter and Saturn in the sky, like everybody else, 2020, I was more interested to see that when Jupiter was retrograde, that it was going changing sides of Saturn, knowing that is mean it was retrograding past Saturn. That's how it was possible to have that conjunction mm -hmm. because it was ahead and because Jupiter moves twice as fast as Saturn. So I know there is visible that there's this in this this movement, this relative movement between the stars. At the same time, what are we doing in our lives? Yes. Ground in. Yeah. Ground in the energetics 
and see the things clearer than when they're moving fast. Cause I always, you know, use that ballerina, the ice yeah. skater spinning. And when she's spinning really fast with the outer parts, you cannot see clearly. But if you look at the core, you can because that's where there's no movement mm -hmm. where it's slower. That's when you can see. And it's like just the concept of our perception of seeing. Yeah. If you have the tools to do these things, it's just we have it, these other tools of looking outside of the box or looking yes. away from the physical expressions have not been encompassing our uh, non-physical gifts of creating life yeah. out of thought, out of spirit, out of breath, right? And so this is why we're here, right? And to yes. that in. And I think sky astrology, right? The lens of sky astrology really goes to show, like if you're looking at it from the lens of, right, if, if someone is, say, following astrology still, right? Then if they say it again, Natty. If, if they're still following, because I, I got a post when I screen astrology. recorded one of your things. It's like, the moon is not there. <laughs> <laughs> so if, like, if people are following astrology and, you know, if they are ignoring the truth of what astrology actually is, which is a computer generated, generated matrix, if they're ignoring that truth, that's something on the outside, then that means they're also ignoring truth that's on the inside too. So for me, what I really appreciate about the sky astrology community is that like everybody is, is looking up and everyone is doing so in their own individual way, with their own individual gifts, with, with their piece of the bloody well puzzle. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is the thing that kind of it, it bugs me a lot of so many people preaching radical self-responsibility or preaching self-responsibility so blatantly glaringly obvious still stuck in these matrixes and it's like it baffles <laughs> baffles me how people because and the thing is i show love like one of the ways of me loving is by telling the truth and be, being the truth and it's the one way that people say that I'm a bollocks all of the time. And I'm like, well, no, like the highest expression of truth is love. The highest expression of love is truth. They're both one of the same thing. You can't have one without the other, you know? So exactly. if you can't receive my love as love, then that means you're not receiving the truth. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me. It's about you, you know? Um, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I really love the, just the groundedness of, that's if, if I could, if I could, all of these other tools, astrology, human design, they've all like helped me to understand myself and how I'm built. And because I am like, so if we're going to look at it, I've got two zero degrees. I've got my zero degree Virgo, zero degree Orion, MC, um, AC and MC. Um, so for me, oh, wait, trust a second. wait a second, you're AC. Oh, you're is zero, is zero degrees Virgo and my MC is zero degrees Orion. And yeah. Um, and it's so funny because like Neptune is like ha and has been and is still sitting on my DC, uh, three degrees Pisces, and then mm. my 14 degrees, I see. But for me, trusting myself, right, has been 
it, it's been the biggest like I mean it's taken me 31 years and I'm only really in the space of 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 of, of trusting myself in all of the ways now beyond any mind story beyond any fear beyond anything you know like actually trusting everything that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and um for me I've had to use all of these tools to be able to understand how different I am and they all gave me like little snippets but you are now journeying through this zero degrees and being in it now and experiencing it every time the moon is in is oh, you mean having the, ca- the zero degree calendar yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like really being able to like witness that in, in reality and witness these inner knowings. So like I'm being able to recognize when the littler knowings come through, I'm able to recognize and then that helps me trust my really big knowings. Exactly. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. for me, like I have used all of these tools and what I have done is, especially over the past, is use like tools like astrology and human design to define myself. And then I went through that space of being awake with it and was like, right, let me look at it now transversing and coming into uh, transversing is not the right word but like coming into the lens of sky astrology it's like learning and again in a whole new language so all of these like really quirky things about myself that I didn't trust that I would have associated to being a manifester or a 5-1 in human design or whatever else you know wrong birth charts or time what I'm now seeing is that zero degrees and it's it literally is when I take all of those lenses of other things away sky astrology is what has been most grounding for me in 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 grounding into myself and not even like grounding into myself it's not even about grounding into myself or coming down it's by stepping in I'm not grounding in because I'm already here I'm already on the ground mm-hmm. and I'm uh, you know what I mean I'm already here it's just about whether I allow myself to step into it or not um yeah. well the thing is you know that so beautiful to hear because a lot of sky astrology when for my waking up you know also what my son said about how they teach things in school or what they don't teach in school and yeah. for me as a you know i think maybe was 50 years old or late 40s let's say finding out about the double slit experiment like why didn't i know about oh the God. double slit experiment when i was 10 or eight why didn't you know people teach me that the the absolute importance of being the observer yeah the power of being in the observer that is a big part of sky astrology yeah and you know when people come and there's so many different kinds of astrologies now that include looking up and i welcome them all and i spoke about you know my journey in the last podcast about the different um astrologies i um dabbled in when i was waking up it's great to move from not looking up yeah. <laughs> to, to looking up at the same time let's not make the same mistake yes yes not to go um, to the same pattern the whole point yes. of looking up is to see the fucking patterns not exactly not saying oh well this is somebody yeah. one of my students said oh i was on a zoom and somebody said um sidereal is the true astrology what do i say and I was like, oh, I want to make a reel out of this. And yeah. I said, well, who is it? He said, oh, I don't know, supposedly an astrologer. And I was like, okay. I was like, you know, sky astrology is a philosophy. Oh, I love it. It is. Period. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not just about the calculations. It's what yeah. 
not only I observed, yes, but, but the community. my community yes. observed over especially the zero degrees. It started with Teresa attending Earth. She had two zero degrees. And in, before that, it started with me looking at the app, knowing Mars was going to hit zero degrees of Aries, which is where Venus is going to hit this afternoon. And me trying to figure out where the galactic center was, because depending on which method or astrology, astrology you use, the true sky, real sky, 13 plus, 13 and a half, 13, you know, all the different kinds, which are great. It's like, bring them on. The more, the better. Like, the you need a tsunami to get rid yes. of, to rinse out the Western thought yes. right? So bring it on. And so the actual understanding of sky astrology is to know that through my journey source brought me to Egypt having clear skies because you need a laboratory first to do the observation and you <laughs> have that in you know it only rains twice I love how you said your tone there was perfect <laughs> no 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 clouds there you know I could see every day it's like what it's like to see every day the sky every day the stars mm -hmm. it's a rhythm and so seeing that and going oh i know i knew i could see mars in the sky and people were saying oh and the galactic center is at the beginning of a sagittarius no it's in a focus so da, 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 da. and i'm like i'm trying to figure out where it is and i'm staying up late they get oh let me find it let me find it and literally like i'm like put the phone down go to sleep i'm like no i gotta find it before i go to sleep when i woke up Stephen Hawking's had passed away. And I was like, I don't know if I knew that he had a zero degrees or two at the time, or I looked after. Yeah. And his Mars was at this zero degree. And the galactic center is where the black hole is. And he was obsessed with black holes, right? And he must have died in that night that I was looking for that. And I know that these are, like I said, No, he died with that zero degree moment. Yes. Are you, are you telling me I'm going to die at a zero degree moment too? No. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm joking. Don't be silly. no. <laughs> but that's really I mean, fucking that's funny. It. I don't know. Maybe we could, oh my God, could we start a little, could we start a little time of death thing for like. No, you're not actually, that's actually it's doable and it's not ethical. <laughs> but we have to stay on board ethics over here because I am a very moral and ethical person. No, but the thing is we don't die. The thing is, is that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's like. We're the soul. His soul was connected to this knowing about the black about whatever, to have this discussion, because everything yeah. is a discussion, what do we know? So he led this discussion with basically, when I saw that a lot of scientists have the zero degrees, it's because something bigger than them, a knowing yeah. drops into their awareness because their moment of birth is aligned with that space in the sky. That is that allows, what you called me a mad scientist? We all are scientists, yeah. but not mad, but people, yes, with zero degrees, like I say, when zero degrees talk, I listen. 
And you know, it's true. And not, not one person in the discovery call where I've seen they had a zero degree or in a consultation where I say kind of more or less what I said to you. And I kind of said it to you, well, more that you don't trust because slowly it came to realization. We've got people who have three zero degrees. And I, I just had a call with somebody who has a zero degree moon. And it's just so many levels of power yeah. there. And me saying, oh, so how do you know? Do you know? I will ask. I say, in the Sky Astrology Consultation, it's a conversation. I'm not going to say this. I ask questions. Like and I, I love, because I remember saying to you, and one thing I really, really, really fucking appreciated, Claudette, was at the end, I think I, I start crying of our first session. And I was just said that you, I think the words that came out of my mouth was that you were speaking to my soul. And you were like, I'm not speaking. <laughs> I'm not speaking. I'm just, I'm reading. <laughs> that's what I think that's what you said. I'm not speaking, I'm reading. There's, and I was just like, wow. You know, and I, I, I loved that, that like really, uh, that sung to my soul even more. <laughs> sung to my soul even more. Uh, yeah, it's so powerful because it is like, I think, to say sky astrology is soul work and it's yes. a philosophy yes. that speaks to our soul when we accept that our soul never um, loses energy that it is everlasting and that it has this journey and not just this one yes but other ones do it becomes part yeah. of when you say i wanted to say mother like the residuals at yes. the bottom of the of the of the of and, apple juice or the essex or yes about, right and this is what i want to talk about in context of responsibility as well it's like because if we like the the journey that i've been on and i may be just describing it through my own journey you know i found out three years ago four years ago four years ago that i had uh, my master number my life path number was the master number 33 mm-hmm. and i remember reading it the very first time i'm like oh that's special Right, and had a little special moment. And then and then I read read this article about mass number 33. So by the end of it, they were describing characters of movies that would reflect this frequency of the 33. Mm-hmm. And um they're talking about Gandalf and Dumbledore and Yoda. And I was like, out of here. I am gone out of here. I ran so far out of that 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 line, I was gone out of there. And then it came back to me a year later. And I was like, again, I remember sitting on my back step, having a conversation with a friend on a voice note being like, I'm not ready for this shit. I don't want to, I'm not responsible enough for that shit. I can't step into that. Mm-hmm. And then I, a year, the th- it came three years, right? It was three years. And it was always around eclipse season as well, that it came back to me as well. And um, the third time I was like, okay, <laughs> you're going to need to sit with this woman. And there's a woman on Instagram called uh, nutrition.elements. Mm-hmm. And um, just I'm just specifically talking about her numerology here, her mm-hmm. numerology information. I have to say is spot on, very much. Anyway, just the numerology just is like scary. It like that spoke to my yeah, soul. We'll so when, you feel, in the, in yeah. the, so when you feel truth, yeah. So when you feel truth, you know it, right? But her numerology descriptions were amazing, and she doesn't have a master thirty-three. She's got the eleven and the twenty-two, and she puts a thirty-three with the six. So that it's a it's it's a vibration that you work towards, right? Mm-hmm. And what I was struggling to understand at the time was something that I understood in context of frequency that we've already spoke about raising our vibration, but yet being grounded enough in. It's a contradiction. And I've been sitting in this not really un- I I understood it, but I didn't understand it. And 
through reading her descriptions, I realized that as human beings, we are supposed to be mineralized, right? We, we, we are totally and utterly out of whack with minerals, magnesium, copper, retinol, right? Mm-hmm. And what I realized at the time, at that time, and what allowed me to accept the responsibility that, that that frequency holds is that every single human being has come here to embody a different frequency and that depends on your own particular numbers right mm-hmm. so for me my number is 33 I don't know I don't know if you know your life what yours is um but so for me I'm about uh, my work is to get to the space of embodying the frequency mm-hmm. of the 33 right mm-hmm. some people are 11s some people are ones some people I'm a are nine threes. I think you're a nine so that's Jesus Christ. My daughter is a nine. This is Jesus Christ archetype. I'll send you the link to her description. Mm, oh, yeah. They're yeah, so... Because we'll we need it in the park. Yeah, yeah. They're so beautiful. And Nicole. Um, so, and Nicole's, and I just, why don't you mention Nicole's? Nicole's Instagram at the moment, as a resource for learning about energetics of the science, oh, like I literally go back to that woman's that her last two years of postings as she is, is an unreal resource for anybody looking to learn the energetics of the science, like beautiful. Um, but what was I talking about with the, um, the life path numbers and the, yeah. Numerical. So, so what I realized was through that was that like my soul came here and incarnated at my exact time of birth for a fucking reason i have the mass number that i do for a reason i've got the zero degrees that i do for a reason i have all of these places here that i do for a reason mm-hmm. the only responsibility i have as a human being is to honor my soul in what my soul chose me to come here to do that's mm-hmm. how i can best honor myself is by getting over how i'm fucking made stop feeling bad about being demanding that people be responsible no, I, I, I was made that way for a reason. And the only responsibility I have is to be that person because that, using the word God, right? I would say source, but just using how I am made. It was totally out of my hands. I was in God's hands. God made me. God made this physical being. The only thing I have to do is to be it. And the only thing like people say that there's such a fight in life and I've always fought my whole life. I have fought and I fought, I fought. And then in spirituality, people say, oh, don't fight, don't fight, don't fight. And I'm like, that's bullshit too. I was doing bullshit and fighting all the ways too, but it's bullshit and saying not fighting. And what I've realized and bringing it back to the self is the only thing that we need to do. And the only person we need to fight, the only thing we need to fight is our goddamn selves and our fucking mind and getting over ourselves, actually literally getting over this matrix self, this whatever self that we are we have we are victims of the you know i had this kind of drop and i want to say this this drop because i don't have a zero degrees but what's so great about having the zero degrees calendar and like plug this in because the doors close um at the new cycle for you to sign to sign up for for the um for the calendar for the month of June, because it's normally a three month subscription of 33, is that when you know the zero yep. degree and you don't have a zero degree, it's a time to actually access that space of knowing. Yes. And I, I, it happened to me three days before the George Floyd thing. I think I told you that I happened yes, you to did, tell yeah. everybody it. And I use it also when I do podcasts sometime when I just know and it, it happens through like using the breath. It, that's what's so 
impactful <laughs> by speaking things into the ether, if you yeah. will. Yeah. And, or maybe a line. I don't know. I, I was first to say, I don't know how it works, but I know it works. And so I do make time for these zero degrees or somebody without yeah. zero degrees to say, oh, what listening, listening to myself speaking things and using the invisible energetics, if you will, yes. of air and co coincidences. You know, even thinking about, you know, your journey last time with the zero degrees, like this piece of paper, like flying out, you know, this, we talking about spirit, we're talking about the power of air, of force, invisible yeah. force being, showing up. And for us to be in that um, sphere, if you want, or like, as I always say, like that vibration, but Presence. in that observation, being the observer and not being an active observer. Yeah, it's like, can, can we can we be present with what was present? Same word, different pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can, you know what I mean? And, and we present, can. We can, can we be present with what has been present? Mm -hmm. And can we be, can we have and be in our present? So if you're looking at the word presence, it's actually presence. Present, yeah, yeah. So can we actually be with our presence? And this is the thing, it's like slow, like again, slowing down, slowing down enough to be able to hear and listen to yourself above everything else. And the thing as well, like so many people, and I've done this as well, will look and work with their guides or ask their guides for information or, you know, pray to God. And, you know, we all have our little things that we do. Mm -hmm. right one thing that has really kind of stuck with me this year is how we and I've witnessed myself and many other people say like all oh, my guides brought me on this direction or mm -hmm. god I prayed to god and god brought me on this direction mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and it really comes back to only mothers really I think really really understand that who led you to the fucking guides in the first place who told you to pray to god in the first place <laughs> you did, <laughs> you did you did it all, you know so it's like I, I just don't feel like we come back to self enough to acknowledge it's like oh well like I I my guides led me down here okay but who led you to your guides your inner knowing something within you led you to go and ask your guides so mm. you led yourself there not your guides and we just give so much outside of ourselves and so much like credit and and credit and, and on the other end of the scale too we just give so much outside of ourselves in all of the ways um in all of in all of the ways and so how can we just constantly bring it back to self? Like somebody messaged me the other day about um, something that she was feeling in regards to the sacred sites in, in over here in Ireland. And, you know, she, uh, oh, what was the point I was about to say there? She said, um, you know, she felt like she was being gaslit. And I was like, well, if you actually bring it back, if you feel like you're being gaslit on the outside, then that means you're gaslighting yourself on the inside and you're not believing what you know to be true on the outside, mm. on the inside. And it's like, if we're bringing it, so for me in that context of like responsibility, it's like, how can I really take radical self-responsibility in my human for my soul's purpose, but not to go away and be the fullest, highest expression of my soul, but how can I be the highest and fullest expression of my human? And I think that's where we have it muddled up. And that's what I really feel sky astrology in a nutshell is what it's like it's anchored you know I've, I've done a lot of work and I've been going around in all of these circles for all of these years but really allowing myself to trust that inner guidance one of feeling the energetics for the year 
I then really had a good energetic base to step into receiving the actual physical essence of the truth you know mm-hmm. and what it's done is it's like anchored me in I was already standing on the ground but now I'm like glued on the ground almost and and I, I don't mean that like I can move you know? I know what you mean no you know we are I mean? magnetically yeah yeah exactly magnetically yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and I can step in yeah. and I can step I can take steps and I can go around various places but I'm I'm like I'm I'm okay now I know, well, what you it know yeah it's it, it is amazing myself. To, to see that in, in it in my journey with it and teaching and doing the consultations and funnily enough I had this kind of conversation yesterday or the day before with one of the students um about you know the guides and saying this and this and it came back to the illusion of separation yes right and I was like yeah, that's it, oh, yeah. yeah like that one you know we're not separate from that and what is so, you know, what I, when I always say I'm super in gratitude to um, anyone who invites me to be part of their journey, because it is something that was part of that uh, energy that needed to come through. I did, I don't feel like I chose this path. Yes. This path chose me. Yeah. And this path has so many components that so connects the invisible with the true physical that people can see because we you know I throw my hands up to the whatever we're going through because this was an agenda when you when you once you wake up and mm-hmm. that's really once you see path, once you come out of the sleep that you're in believing in the program believing in the netflix program believing in all the distractions from yep. self yes we're born in this distraction yes it's like crazy and you when you're in it you don't even know really no, yes. right? <laughs> no. and so when you step out of it and then you're looking and even you when you step out of it they're still residuals. You're still oh, yeah. in it, right? And so, yeah. but to be active, like you say, it's taking the action. It's acknowledging that there's more to what we've been thought or taught or programmed yeah. or what's been presented to us to believe or to embody. And it's about this time that these things are coming online that we that's why it's such an incredible time to be here because 20 years ago we wouldn't be having this conversation you know now we wouldn't even be able to meet people who are similar in are their awakening are their ideas to us on in another part of the world because Mm -hmm. we can't find them next door nine out of ten times we have connected with people internationally who understand that there is a connection that is between our souls there's a call this idea soul family where you are not by yourself thinking things that your next door neighbor can't even start to Mm-hmm. entertain but when you connect with somebody over a post or instagram that's in california or australia or whatever and it's 
separation is illusion. Like there's my mirror. There is, you know, they see me. That's a lot of people say that also in Sky Charlie. Thanks for seeing me. Yeah. Right. Because it's not that I see them. It's that we haven't been seen. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. And and so, um, yeah, it's 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 quite interesting to to be to be the the person to kind of come into it hasn't been easy as well but mm-hmm. it's definitely definitely come what may has been worth it in every single way and our last call <laughs> was talked about two of us were crying <laughs> I was howling I was howling in my big house by myself that I had booked for three weeks alone I think Mercury had just got retrograde. I was like, Claudia, <laughs> okay, I think it's time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, Claudia, Claudia gave me some mammy and, and another woman and a lot. The two of you really mammied me. In. It's so funny because the day before a call, I cried for the first time with my mom in a long time. Mm. And, um, you know, my relationship with her is, you know, and the life she led is really, you know, why I do what I do to be different and to give my kids different and that's not to say that she's a bloody bad person or anything at all at all because no. by far I, I'm only the woman I am because of her you know it's just it's been a hard relationship it's been a really hard relationship and um I uh yeah cried about her the day before and then you know just the experience um the la- of the last time I saw her and then I had had a message from my friend Anna Lott and she it was a real mammy message and then had that call with you and you know like when you were crying and just like almost screaming in my face you have done it stop trying to do it because all I've done is try and try and try and try to do different to be different to try and heal to try and be myself to try and talk to try and use my voice to try and be a good mother whatever and then you just like stop trying because you've done it and I'm like that was a lot for me to receive because a couple of people have said it to me already before, especially over the last few months. Um, but I don't know, just receiving it from you that day, it just landed, you know, that you everything know that I, I think it is set well, out to do that you see that sky. And yeah, it's the thing with sky astrology. It's like the teaching. Sometimes I feel weird. People go like, is it a course? It's like a couple of people that I don't want to learn anything. Just tell me things. I'm like, you know more about you than me. Yes. I'm trying to show you when you look at the sky, when we talk, we go deep. I'm just yeah. preparing you for what's going to happen because I want you to see you. I want yeah. you to see how we are um, waking up, like say, call ourselves the reconnector. Yeah. Connecting you to your organic self that has been maybe interrupted in this um age that we're living at. yeah 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 right That's a lovely description <laughs> it is what it is right it, whatever because there's a lot we could call it a lot of things yeah yeah but at the end of the day it's the age we're living in yeah you can be grateful for that yeah yeah right like you said do we need to have this this covid i mean people got to stop look and listen yes right and maybe that wasn't the agenda whatever it is it is like there's just a a master plan and curiosity never hurt anybody 
never hurt anybody. Curiosity right? only killed parts of the cat that weren't the cat. I know. I wanted to say curiosity killed the cat, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't kill the cat. No, it kills, it, it it kills parts perfect. of the cat. The parts of the cat that aren't obviously the cat, but it doesn't kill the fucking cat. Curiosity is everything. If you're just asking the question because you're bringing your thoughts into the ether when yeah. you ask questions, when you're curious, yeah. when you want to know, when you have conversations like this one, I want to thank you because I know people have things to do. As oh, hello, we would have two hours. Go I want to go into the sun. I haven't been because, you know, there's not always sun in London, right? There's not always sun in the sky. And I want to go to a tree and ground all this stuff we've been talking yes. about. Yes. And it's so important, like nature, to ground all the, the Mother Earth, mm -hmm. I was just saying, right? And when you lie down, when you are conscious, I always say, you know, the thing when you are conscious of the natural energetics even if you're lying on the grass and you are conscious that you're connecting to the mother mm -hmm. and when you're looking up to the stars and you are connecting with whatever it might be there right whatever you are being like you i love you say present you are being present and when you are yeah. present you're slowing down you're focusing and you are the observer who affects the outcome yeah double slit experiment it's not an experiment mm -hmm. it's a double slit truth and yeah. i have seen it again and again and it's what we call the noise and the things that we're used to paying attention to actually mm -hmm. divert our attention away from actually zeroing in yeah. and using what we abundantly have to reconnect with yeah. our natural gifts because everything that we need to know is inside us inside us and this exactly. is coming from somebody who has taken a, an exceptionally long time to trust what i know inside even if other people don't know it like what I've been really learning over the last couple of weeks and the integration of this question and the integration of our last session is in me knowing that I don't always know, but sometimes I know, but I always know what I need to know when I need to know it. Always. If I don't need to know, if I don't know something, right, I can spend my time worrying about what I don't know. I can spend my time worrying about how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to do that because I don't know how to do it or whatever, right? I can, sp I can absolutely spend that time. Or I can trust, I can spend that time being present with what is fucking there and listening to the little cues that my body gives me, every the yes, no's, you know, the maybe so's in every mm -hmm. single present moment of reality that leads me to what it is I'm meant to know, you know? So I, like, being present and being, like, living in the now is really the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it's the hardest thing I continue to do. But I always know what I need to know when I need to know it. And that is what I trust now and that has been the power of sky astrology for me well thank, so thank you for you. trusting sky astrology because you. you know i feel trust is a feeling claudette trust is not something to know and if there's anything that i've learned is like that we try to trust with our minds constantly but we can't trust is a feeling truth mm. truth is a feeling and when we feel truth our minds will scramble to do you know all of the things yeah. mm -hmm. but it's a feeling and i felt it from the moment i followed you on instagram i felt it 
it just you know my, my timing had to be in my way with that of what that was but I all curated beautifully yeah. curated yeah yeah <laughs> I but love thank it. you thank you very much and thank you for having this chat as well I've loved it me too I love you I I'll talk to you forever <laughs> yeah and so thank you all for listening um Yay. please read the description uh please go to uh what's the name of your handle on Instagram I am underscore Natty underscore Marie. Yes, but um, you know, be changing that. I am going to be changing that. So you know, yep. take a look and of it now. And do you have like a contact email because people can interested in the Pussy Circle? Yeah, yeah. It's N A T T I E F L A double N E R Y the number three at gmail.com. Yeah, so we'll put that also in the description. Yeah. So take care of yourselves, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Double zero degree. Thank you, thank you, Natty. Mm. And until next time, cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs>